0: a little different but I Brother Piercy mentioned to give give honor to whom honor is due and I, I just uh, want to honor all the moms today and I think it's right <clears throat> I know Jesus loved his mother very dearly and I know she loved her son very dearly Amen and so I in, in Reading and studying, and, um, I found a lengthy passage, and you're like, "Oh no! I'll read quickly." But it really is an ode to—it's a—it's really a message to wives and to mothers. And so, I'd like to go to the book of Proverbs for just a few minutes today. I—I I know I'm, I'm standing between you and, and Mother's Day lunch or whatever your plans you have. So. I will do my best to move quickly, but I want to share amen. this morning, a couple things I just fell on my heart to share, <clears throat> to go this direction, and uh, men, you can um, enjoy, I pray you enjoy, you get something out of this, but I, I'm really talking to the moms and, and all of the wonderful women here today um, from the word of the Lord, Proverbs chapter 31, Proverbs chapter 31, we're going to begin reading at verse number 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Hebrew there is kayil. It's, it's a force. It's not just it's, it's, it's a force, a strength, a woman of valor and virtue. Who can find a virtuous, a force? I'm telling you, uh, the moms that I the, the moms that I've seen, the mother that I was raised with, she can be a force unto herself. <laughs> Well, hello, somebody. For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Monks talked about her mother working and knitting and making things. She is like the merchant's ship. She bringeth her food from afar. If you're in Arkansas, that's a far. That's a far distance, not a far. That's got heat and fire. Just throw that in there because I know we got some Arkansas people. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she plants a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle. Sister Monks talked about that, and her hands hold the staff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. Thankful we're washed by the blood of the Lamb today. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, and her clothing is silk and purple. Moms, you're royal today. Mothers, you're a royal Godly woman today when he sitteth among the elders of the Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders Of the land she maketh fine linen and selleth it And delivereth it girdles unto The merchant strength and honor are her clothing And she shall rejoice in time to come She openeth her mouth with wisdom And her tongue is the law Of kindness She looketh well to the ways of her household And eateth not the bread of idleness Her children arise up And call her blessed Her husband also and he praises Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. All of the godly ladies here today, we give you honor today. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for honoring the Lord. Thank you for being godly today. Verse 31, give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Praise God. I, I, I want to title this this morning, a simple title. And my mother and I already laughed at my title today. And I want to talk to us about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. God, help us this morning, this afternoon. I pray you would help me today. I pray that you would bless every mother here today, every godly woman, every young lady here today has aspirations. In Jesus name, I pray, help us today. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Heard someone recently say, "My generation had Wonder Woman. Today's generation has to wonder if it is a woman." <laughs> In the house of God, we shouldn't have to wonder. Hello. But I was thinking, my mother was funny, she, she mentioned something her mother told her about keeping her hands off the wall, and I've shared a couple of these before. I had to go back a few years, but I shared a couple of these before, and so I, I went back and I, I edited the list, and I found a few more things I, I needed to add to the list. So I just wanted to share, we'll start this morning, by things that, that mothers will say to their children. I will always love you no matter what. Mothers know best. And one day you're going to thank me. I'm doing this for your own. Oh, you've heard these before. This hurts me more than it. (laughs) As long as you're under my roof, you live by my roof. What did I say the first time? Did you even hear one word I said? Look at me when I'm talking to you. Don't look at me like that. Don't use that tone with me, young man. I've heard that before. If you keep making that face, it'll freeze that way. Don't talk with your mouth full. Don't walk away when I'm talking to you. Who do you think you're talking to? What part of no did you not understand? I'm not going to ask you again. Followed by how many times do I have to tell you? here's a little parent here's a little parent uh seminar here. If you tell your kids I'm not going to tell you again, don't tell them again. Just stop lying to your kids already. Well, anyway, let' just move on to the list. because I said so, that's why? Enough is. I'll give you something to... (laughs) Man, there's a theme in the house this morning. (laughs) Just wait till your... Dad gets home. Hey, put that down. You don't know where it's been. Hey, pick that up. That's not where that belongs. You think your socks are going to pick themselves up? Clean up your room. I'm not your... (laughs) Maybe this will be a little self-help, parents, this morning. I remember one time I didn't pick up my room, and my mom came in with a rake, and she just started with a garden rake, started raking up everything. She goes, if I'm going to rake it up. If I have to rake it up, it's going in the trash. It was weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, I can tell you that. I learned how to, I better clean up my room, and mom says, clean up your room. She's here today. She can, she can affirm that. Close the door. Were you born in a barn? I wonder if Mary asked Jesus that question. <laughs> are you not going, you are not going out of this house looking like that. <laughs> do you think I'm made of, because money doesn't grow on, no child of mine would do something like that. Oh, be careful, be careful, be careful of that one. Can the seasoned mothers get an amen on that one, amen? And and maybe my favorite one, I'll I'll end it with this, but I hope someday you have children just like you. Can I get an amen from some moms in the house? (laughs) Say it again. Oh, yeah. Mothers are truly wonderful. Wonderful. And I'm thankful today that I have a godly mom that raised me in the house of God. I was not the easiest son to raise. I admit that. It's pretty obvious. If you didn't know me when I was younger, I was, and still am, pretty strong-willed. I have learned a little bit to uh, (laughs) how to deal with a very strong will. Uh, But as a young grown-up, I I was probably... uh, My mom has has learned a lot of things, and I probably taught most of them to her. (laughs) And uh, thank you, Mom, for being a godly mother to me. In the Bible, there are many great examples of wonderful and powerful and influential women. And the greatest of those were mothers in the Bible. And so, humor me for a moment. I like to just kind of go down Bible lane this morning, history lane. And too often we gloss over the influence of godly mothers in the Bible. Eve was the first wife, the first mother, the first woman. She was perfect. And I know we we blame Adam and Eve for the fall of humanity, but any other man or woman probably would have at some point or perhaps may have done the same thing and and transgressed the law of God. But she is, her name literally means life. Eve is the mother of all living. Sarah was chosen by God. Chosen by God to be the wife of Abraham and the mother of the promised son, Isaac. Rebecca was a faithful wife to Isaac who was strong in her faith and was the mother of Esau and Jacob. Rachel and Leah... Rachel was fiercely, very, she was fiercely protective of her children. And Leah, she exemplified meekness and fortitude. Miriam was a prophetess and sister of Moses who exemplified courage and strength and resilience. Rahab showed courage and kindness. Yes, we know about her past, but there in Jericho, but she showed courage and kindness and put her family first. And wanted to do whatever it took to save her family. Deborah, Deborah, wow. What, a, what an amazing woman of God. Deborah was a prophetess, a judge. The Bible calls her a warrior for Israel. Who led the Israelites during a time of war. She was known as a wise and compassionate leader. Hulda, maybe you don't recognize the name of Huldah. Huldah married to Shalom during Josiah's reign, was a prophetess in the Bible. And she's mentioned in the book of Kings. Huldah is best known for her role in uncovering and preserving a copy of the law. Manasseh had gotten rid of the copies of the law. He had tried to get rid of the law of God. And it was this lady, it was a godly woman, a mother, who found and preserved and protected the law of God. Don't ever underestimate the power of a godly woman. Ruth, man, I love the story of Ruth. A woman of great character. She was a Moabite. She could have stayed in Moab, but she decided to, to return to Naomi. She said, your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Because Ruth was was an amazingly loyal and virtuous, loving, and devoted daughter-in-law to Naomi. You know the story of Ruth. She ends up marrying Boaz, and they have a son. His name is Obed. Obed had a son named Jesse. Jesse had a son named David. Ruth becomes the great-grandmother of King David. Hannah, Brother Normans began the service with the Scripture in reference to Hannah. Hannah was barren for many years, but she continued to stay faithful to God. and She was praying so much, they, they looked at her and said, Man, there's something wrong with you. Is she, is she drunk? Is she out of her mind? She was praying, but she was pleading and praying for a child. And God answered her prayer. And Hannah, her first son, because she ended up having more than Samuel. She had other sons, but her first son was the great prophet Samuel whom she dedicated unto the Lord. Abigail was perhaps best known in the Bible for her beauty, but her story is so much more complex than that. She, she used her incredible intelligence and charm to negotiate with King David himself on behalf of her husband, Nabal. And, and, and Nabal's life was spared. And then later in life, Nabal was he, Nabal died, and, and Abigail, who had previously made such an impression with King David and who she was, not just for her beauty, but for her intellect and, and how, her, her, though how she could speak and how she, articulated she was. David married Abigail later in life. Queen Esther, I mean, Esther, what, a, what an amazing wonder woman. Exemplified bravery and willingness to self-sacrifice for her people. It was because of Esther's courage that the lives of her people were spared. Her story is a reminder that even in difficult times, we can overcome adversity if we are brave enough to stand up and fight for what is right. Amen. Esther, pretty amazing. Martha, the sister of Lazarus and Mary, who's best known for her hospitality. Uh, She was was so much more than a good hostess, though. She she was a woman of great faith. Mary, Martha's sister, also the sister of Lazarus, Uh, was found sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to his teachings. Jesus said in Luke 10, 42, that Mary had chosen the good portion. Mary wanted to be in the presence of the Lord. Mary Magdalene, who Jesus delivered her, set her free from demonic uh, possession and oppression. A a lady of a woman of ill repute. And yet, even in spite of her checkered past, she was delivered by Jesus. She followed Jesus him faithfully. Mary Magdalene was a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. She was there with Mary, the mother of Jesus at the crucifixion. She was there. She was the first person to see him after the resurrection. It was Mary by the way that it was the first ones to go to the tomb after Jesus was resurrected were women. I'm just just Throwing that out there. I thought I'd get an amen from a lady or two here this morning. Yeah. Elizabeth was a righteous woman, Mary's cousin. Walked faithfully and, and yet she was unable to have children. She remained faithful and hopeful and confident that God would bless her with a child in God's time. And In her old age, Elizabeth had a son who become John the Baptist. She praised God for his faithfulness. Elizabeth's story is a reminder to us that God always keeps his promises. Stay faithful to the Lord. Joanna, in the New Testament, Joanna is one of the few women whose story is told in all four Gospels. She, too, is a follower of Jesus Christ. And after his resurrection, Joanna was one of the women who provided for Christ's disciples financially and played a vital role in the spreading of the gospel. Joanna was pretty special. Lydia, Theatira dealer of purple cloth and businesswoman, also financially supported the disciples and apostles as they spread the gospel in Acts 16, it says she was a worshiper of God. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. She, was, she, she listened to the word. She responded to the word. And then she supported the preaching of the word. Lois was admired by Paul in his letter to 2 Timothy. He admired Lois for her unfeigned faith. Lois was the mother of Eunice. And grandmother of Timothy. Eunice was known for her faith and kindness and gentle spirit and willingness. Interesting how the things that Eunice was known for also came from her mother, Lois. Passing it forward. Eunice was known for her faith just like her mother was. For her kindness and gentle spirit like her mother was. Eunice was the mother of Timothy Mary the mother of Jesus is probably the most famous woman in the Bible <laughs> she was strong and courageous meek and virtuous a godly woman who was hand selected by God wow to bring forth the Messiah amazes me not just that she was selected by God, but that she was faithful and willing to endure all kinds of negative talk for the will of God. Wow. Sometimes you wonder how, how many of us would be willing to endure she had to endure and in doing so though she has become an inspiration to all who follow her example of faith Luke who was a physician Luke wrote the book of Luke and also the book of Acts you find him writing years after Christ but yet he was was writing and he was able to interview all those that had been there commentators believe that Luke (coughs) must have for the for all of for the story to be revealed for Luke to write how you know, the story of Mary and the angel speaking to Mary and the birth of Christ and the resurrection and who were there Luke wasn't there at that particular time Luke wasn't around when all of that was taking place so Luke had to have known had to have interviewed. Um, And so if you look throughout Luke and the book of Acts, we won't look at all of that. But when you look at Luke's writing in Luke and the book of Acts, you don't even find him use the word we until Acts chapter 16 when he's there with Paul. finally in Acts chapter 16 up until that point, everything he's basically writing is stuff that he wasn't necessarily there, but he was writing and he was reflecting what, what Mary, the mother of Jesus, had just told him to write. You need to understand that we give Luke a lot of credit for Luke and Acts, but there were a lot of godly women and mothers who imparted and shared that information. I don't know if you ever thought of it like that. The Information, the details, that could have only been provided by a conversation in an interview. See, Mary was there at the beginning of the New Testament church. In Acts chapter 1, verse 16, it says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. You ready? With the women. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. The women that knew Jesus, that had followed Jesus, that were disciples of Jesus, Mary, the mother of Jesus, they were there at the beginning of the New Testament church. Thank God for godly mothers and godly women. In the house of God. This church is what it is. Not just because. And I would give God all the glory and credit. but This church is what it is. Because there's a lot of godly women. That work to make this church what it is. And I want to salute every mother. I want to salute every godly woman in this house today. And if that goes against some man's theology. Shame on you. Amen. We should give honor to whom honor is due. God, I am thankful for the godly women in this church. Praise God. Mothers, you are wonder women. The nature, the character of a godly mother is just amazing. The unconditional love that a godly woman can have for her children. There's nothing like it. Matter of fact, and it, there's a bond between a, a, a child and their mother that you cannot be replaced. When I was on the playground, you could call me anything you wanted to, but when as soon as you said two words, it was on. Those two words was, yo mama. You can talk about me, you can talk about... You start talking about somebody... We ought to be the same way about our mother, the church. Don't talk about my brother and my sister and my church life. You don't know, like... Like they know what God has done for them. Praise God. We should demonstrate an unconditional love for the children of the church. I'm talking about spiritual children. And our natural children as well. Doesn't mean we don't correct them. Doesn't mean we don't guide them. I'm thankful that there was a godly correction. I've teased my mother. she, She, you know... She kind of rolls her eyes every time I say it, but I kind of tease about it. I said, my mom thought she was Zorro with the switch. She had the fly swatter. swatter. I'll get it right in a minute. The fly swatter. She had the switch. And if necessary, she did pick a belt. And if there was none of that, she'd find something. And whatever thy hand findeth to do. But I always knew she did it in love. And I didn't really understand it. You know, there were times that my mom and dad would say, this hurts me more than it. I'm like, well, let's switch roles for a second. I tried that. My dad one time said, okay, let's do that. He goes, I'll take the spanking you deserve. And he bent down over the bed, and put his hands there, and he said, no, I don't want you to do it like. I don't think I've ever cried more in a spanking than when I had to spank my dad. Taught me a lesson. Because after that, he said, I love you so much, I'm willing to take it. And that's exactly the kind of love that God has for you and I. It's exactly why he went to the cross. Because he loves you that much. And it was there I got a revelation. Oh, Jesus really does love me. He took the punishment that I should have received. That's unconditional love. The spiritual mother of the church and our heavenly father have that kind of love for us. And we should on a day like today be thankful. <laughs> Say thank you, God. And thank you, church, and thank you, Mom. And I understand. I, I understand if, if if men had to go through the labor pains of having birth, I probably wouldn't be nobody today. <laughs> Motherhood, motherhood is truly a labor of love, isn't it? I, I'm speaking not from personal experience in that regard. But spiritually, it is a labor of love. Amen. When we have new babies in Christ, there's probably some spiritual diapers that are going to have to get changed. <laughs> they, they're not ready for the meat yet. They're, ready, they're just ready for a bottle. Sometimes you've got to hand-feed that baby. A month into having a baby, you didn't, oh, well, time to give them steak. Come on. You, you had a month already. Grow up. No. They don't even start talking. Still months into it, maybe a year. They don't start walking until average, what, about a year? And start walking on their own. And even then, the first steps they take is, isn't it fun to watch a baby take their first steps? Everybody's trying to, they start rolling and crawling around and, exploring, and then they start pulling things up, and then you realize, oh, we got to put some things away because they're tall enough now to get to it and hurt themselves. The church ought to be that way for its babes in Christ. It is a labor of love. How many mothers here today, if you went through natural labor, how many thought it was easy? (laughs) (laughs) Sister Baker laughing right here, because you had three. You would think after you had (laughs) one, you'd quit. (laughs) It was a piece of cake. (laughs) Galatians chapter 4 says, Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. If If you'd humor me a little bit, and there's... I'm using the analogy of motherhood today as the is as our spiritual mother. 2 Thessalonians 1, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience and hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. The church, we should be the laborers of love for spiritual children. 1 Corinthians 15, therefore, my beloved brethren... Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, you just keep working, church. We are going to keep working at this thing called church. We're going to keep working for the kingdom of God. Why? Because our labor is not in vain. There's some Aladas ready to get the Holy Ghost and baptize in Jesus' name. There's some Jessicas that are ready to get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's others out there that are ready and to be born again. 1 Corinthians 1, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I've, I've heard it say, you've probably heard this phrase, a mother's work is never done. Church, the church, the work, the labor of this church, the work for souls is never done. I, I've talked to somebody recently, I'm, I'm 51 years young, hallelujah. And they said, when, you can, when you're going to retire, and you can retire at 55, you make about 40% of what you make. And then if you want to wait till you're 61, you can pretty much make what you're making and walking into retirement. And so you're going to retire, and you're going to retire. Yeah, I might retire from my job, but I'll never be able to retire. doesn't mean I want to be the pastor, the only pastor, the senior pastor, forever. Hello, we've got to raise some new people up. But I don't know how you could ever retire from ministry. I don't know how you could ever retire from, from loving. Winning souls. Witnessing. A mother's work is never done. Yeah, you might take the role of grandma or grandpa. But I can tell you, even as a grandpa, the work is not done. There's still a work to do. Because we got to step up, grandma and grandpa, and do what the kids can't. Hallelujah. I want to see if any grandparents get an amen on that. Our job is to spoil them and send them back home. Well, is it though? Borrow a question from Brother Kranz, Is it though, or is it to help train them up in the way they should go? and When they're old, they shall not depart from it. The purpose of the church as a spiritual mother is to bear and nurture and protect its children. Jesus spoke. To Nicodemus, and I'm, I'm hurrying, I'm going to try to bring this to a close in just a minute, but Jesus spoke to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You have to be born of the water. There has to be a breaking of the water for the baby to be born. Naturally and spiritually. And when the baby is born, it comes to the the water has been broken. The baby's born. The baby's here. And the first thing it needs to do is begin to breathe. And you hear that cry. And he, Jesus said there's, there's, a, there's a sound every time somebody is born again. Also, they're speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Praise God. That's how you are born again. And it is the role of the church to be the spiritual mother for those babies. Romans eight fourteen for as many as are led. By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So collectively, we are the church. Individually, we are sons and daughters. We're brothers and sisters. Leda, you're my sister now. We're family. Jessica, you're my sister now. We're family. But together, we're the church. And it is our responsibility to care for So as I close this morning, I want to go back to Proverbs 31. And I want to read this again. But where you you would would interject mother or she, I want to interject the Apostolic Rock Church. And I'll just say ARC. Is that all right? When I refer to ARC? Because... Proverbs 31, I think it, it speaks to the role of the church as our spiritual mother. And it says, I'm going I'm to give a little different, uh, this isn't going to be King James, all right? If you want to put it in King James, you go ahead. I gave you the text in King James. I rarely go away from King James, but I did this morning. Just for, I'm firing for effect. A wife, mother. Mother church of noble character, who can find? ARC is worth far more than rubies. The Lord has full confidence in ARC and lacks nothing of value. Everything the church needs, God can provide. ARC brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. ARC selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. ARC is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. ARC gets up while it is still night. ARC provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. ARC considers a field and buys it. That's kind of cool. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. ARC sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. ARC seeks that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. I don't care how dark it gets out there, there's going to be light in ARC. In her hands, she holds the staff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Not afraid to work. ARC opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, ARC has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. We are clothed in scarlet. It's type and shadow. Thank God for the blood. ARC makes coverings for her bed. ARC is clothed in fine linen and purple. You are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar people. We are a chosen generation. Who should show forth the praises of him. We should praise and worship. You show me somebody that goes to church and doesn't ever praise, they're unthankful. Either that or they don't have royal garment on. Well, hello, I'm thankful the ARC, we like to praise and worship God. Praise the Lord. The Lord is respected at the city gate where He takes His seat among the elders of the land. Everywhere we go, we, re- we reflect Christ, and He should re- be respected and honored. We should, give him, we should never give Him cause to be embarrassed. Fortunately, there are times when we don't measure up, but thank God for mercy and grace. ARC is clothed in strength, with strength and dignity. A.R.C. can laugh at the days to come. A.R.C. speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. A.R.C. watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. A.R.C.'s children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many churches do noble things, but you surpass them all. charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting but a church who fears the lord is to be praised honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate arc i honor you today on this mother's day for being an amazing spiritual mother to babes in christ I, for one, am thankful for the church. I hope this made sense this morning. I hope I was able to. God is our Heavenly Father, and the church is our spiritual mother. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And God has always intended for the church, His bride, to be the most wonderful place David said it like this. I was glad (laughs) when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The happiest place on earth is not Disneyland. The most wonderful place on earth is not Disneyland. It's in the presence of God. And I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Preached on Wednesday night about the presence of the Lord. And I don't care about position. I just want the presence of God. And how David went to get the ark into Benadab's house. He wasn't obedient into into taking care of the presence of God and Threshing floor, Nashon, and, and Uzzah touched the, touched the ark. And he died. So then the ark went and resided for a few months in Obed-Edom's house. Until David said, we're going to be obedient. We're going to sacrifice. And we're going to praise and worship. Bring the ark, the presence of God, back to Jerusalem, or into Jerusalem. Into the city of David. And it... Talked about the presence of God and I'd rather have the presence in position. And right after service, Brother Nichols came up and he goes, But let's let's did you did you look and see what, what, what Obed-Edom did? And we looked in the word and you find how David had said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And if you read when David set up all the people that were going to be the praisers and the worshipers, and you had a guy named He-Man, you had Asaph who wrote some of the psalms, and they're all there, they're on the praise team, and the, the musicians and the singers, and the, all the praisers, and all the worshipers, and everybody that was taken apart in this. And you find two guys that are n- mentioned there that were porters or doorkeepers to the presence of the Lord. And one of those guys, his name is obed Obed Edom said, "I'm not going to stay in my house, but I want to follow where the presence of God is, because there's no place like church. It's the most wonderful place." And David said, "I'd rather be a Dork. I'd rather be an Obed-edum. I'd rather dwell in the presence of God, because in the house of God, <laughs> there's joy, there's peace. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I am thankful today as we stand this morning. I am thankful for an amazing church family. I'm thankful for our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm thankful for our Heavenly Father. And I'm thankful for our spiritual mother today. And on this Mother's Day, and I think it's right and it's fitting, we give our... Our mothers, all the biological mothers, I, I, we give all the mothers here today honor. We acknowledge you. We honor you. But I think it would be good if we just honor our spiritual mother in the church today and just thank God that He allowed us to be born again become part of the family of God and to be part of the church. There's times where I seems like I fall down and hurt my knee, but the church is there. There's somebody to help us up. Somebody to clean the wound. Not to pour salt. I don't ever remember my mom pouring salt in it, but I remember her trying to clean it and help Maybe put some medicine on it. Maybe put a salve or something on, on the cut. And there were in our household, there were a lot of cuts, a lot of bruises. There were some broken bones here and there. There were some things that happened. But Mom was always there to restore us back to where we needed to be. And that's the way the church should be for all of us. He says, ye who are spiritually able, restore such Praise God. So I just want to celebrate our church today. and honor this wonderful church, the Apostolic Rock Church. And not just us, but there's we're part of a bigger church, His church, hello. We're part of the Bride of Christ. I mean, we have some just a few local believers, but there are millions just like us all around the world. We're part of a, a church that's even bigger than ourselves. And I am thankful to be a part of of an amazing, wonderful church. Aren't you? Amen. This is how we ought to do it. If you're thankful, could you just turn one to another and just thank one another? Tell them how much you love and appreciate them. How thankful you are to be part of church of the living God. God bless you in Jesus' name.